Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen. And I'm Brittany. And today we are joined by Megan Root, founder of the Sculpt Society. She is here to talk about fitness, body image, and looking after yourself, both physically and mentally during pregnancy. Welcome, Megan. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're very excited to have you. Yes. So you are pregnant right now. How pregnant are you? Very, (laughs) very pregnant. I am. I'm 37. Oh, wow. Oh, so we've got a full term right now. (laughs) Very, very. Yeah. It's, um, it's, I, we were talking offline, but this, like this last stretch, this third trimester has been, you like, don't think that your body can grow more and then it just does. And weird, weird stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, totally. Cause I'm right now I'm 30. I, I joke about this all the time. Like, I don't know how far along I am. Cause it's my second. So I just like, don't keep track of it. Um, yeah. I mean, there, I think I'm like going to be 35 weeks. Um, but I'm, I feel so big. I'm like, how am I supposed to go another month and some like, how? well, like honestly, and like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I'm like, my, my stomach, like the skin is so tight, like for me around my bump. I'm like, I don't know how it's possible because when she like gives me a jab, I feel like she's literally going to like split my stomach open, which is like alien, probably too much information. It literally is. It really is. Yeah. Like when you're at the, can you see the outline of her body? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, literally sometimes I'm like, I like girl, I can feel your elbow or your like heel of your foot. Like I actually, I sometimes press back when she's pressing it out because it's like so severe. I'm like, Hey, I'm here. I like, this is too much for me. Yes. That is real. I like, I didn't have like abs before. So like, I still have some cushion. So like, I don't know if I'm going to see the outline of her body, but I'm starting to see like, I'm, I'm 25 weeks oh, yeah. in a day. I know Brittany, you don't know how many days I know exactly I, to, I the, know. to yeah. the hour from conception. <laughs> and um, I can see, like, I can start seeing like the pushes and I feel it like pretty, unco- it's pretty uncomfortable, yeah. but I, but even where I'm at, like, I also can't imagine getting bigger and it just, you look in the mirror sometimes and you're like, and I know you posted about this. Like you look in the mirror and you're just like kind of confused at who's looking back. Um, and you've shared like a bunch of different struggles you've had during pregnancy. And, um, it would be great if you can share those because a lot of people don't talk about that kind of stuff. They don't. And I think, um, I think that's what threw me for a loop even more too, is just that like, there wasn't this open dialogue between women um, in and pregnancy. And I think I I almost felt because um, so many of my friends and family members had gone through pregnancy loss and struggle that um, also this like guilt to say anything negative about your pregnancy, right? You, You know, that I felt like I needed to just slap on a smile and be like, this is the best thing ever because there was, there were so many people out there and there are so many people out there who are struggling right now. And um, I don't want to take that away from them either. So there was this like also this guilt of like feeling bad that I didn't love being pregnant. Um, But yeah, you know, I think both my sisters have been through pregnancy. 
I also kind of just felt like I should have been a little bit more aware of like the emotional toll that it would have had on me. Um, I've been very open in the past about, you know, my early twenties, I really struggled with body image and my relationship with my body and food and felt like I had really turned a corner. You know, I worked on myself. I had, you know, that I had really dealt with that. And I was in a really positive and have been for a very long time with a relationship with my food, with food and my body. So I didn't really think that pregnancy would like have an effect on me emotionally. And, um, and it did, it really did. And I started to feel, especially as I started to grow, just um, uncomfortable again in my own body. And that, that old feeling kind of coming back up again from my early twenties where I didn't feel at home in my body. I didn't recognize myself. Um, and, and I felt frustration from that because I felt like I had worked on it and moved past that, you know, and these old feelings were coming back up to surface. And um, it's been, it's been something I've had to actively work on every single day because of course, I know I'm growing a human. I know I'm supposed to get bigger. I know all of these things, right? But until I think you go through it and you experience it, um, can you like fully wrap your head around all of that? And I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, you know? Definitely, no. And thanks for sharing that. Um, were there like certain things that you or tools that you learned along the way to help you get through those emotional, like or that emotional roller coaster or those feelings like creeping back up again? Yeah, I think it's the same tools in my toolbox, right? Like it's like everything that we all know. It's it's getting outside and going for a walk, clearing my head, um, tuning back into like the conversation I'm having with myself, right? What am I telling myself about my body when I look in the mirror? It's you know, it's really important that that dialogue is is positive because if if you look in the mirror every time and you're like ick, I hate how I look. Yeah, that just feeds into this negative cycle. And I think as throughout pregnancy, there's so much change happening that you have to kind of be in tune with that conversation. Um, and then for me, of course, like movement is always like my, med- like my medication, my, my meditation. It's like, it's like the number one thing I'm a different, whether I'm pregnant or not, like I'm a different human after I've moved my body and su- I've had a good sweat. Um, I'm just a happier, more grounded person. So throughout pregnancy, um, you know, I, I luckily have a community that you know, I go live multiple times a week on the Sculpt Society app. I have to show up and there are days, multiple days, if not all times when I have to go live that I, throughout my pregnancy, that I haven't felt excited to, to move my body. But, you know, like I always preach, like that 20 minutes, that 30 minutes, I am so, I feel so different afterwards. So, the, you know, it's the same, the same toolbox things. It's just reminding myself that they work and to do them. So do you feel like after you're doing these workouts and you kind of reset your mind, are you kind of like reset for the rest of the day? And it's kind of like, all right, and then you wake up the next day and you feel the same. Like, how are those ups and downs? Oh, yeah. Every, I mean, every day it's a a reset and I have to re get back into that toolbox. I think, I think, and I knew that too. I think, um, going through, um, my really like that change with my relationship with my body and and my relationship with food, my earlier twenties, like once I'd moved past that and I was in a good, have been in a really good place with, with that, I still have those negative thoughts creep in. Right. I think as humans, we think that we deal with something and it's over. 
So whether it's food or alcohol or abusing, whatever you're abusing, like you're still having to work on it on a daily basis. So I, I think I was, yeah. So meaning like, I, yeah, yeah, every day I wake up <laughs> and I have that negative thought and I'm like, Hey, like I really have to catch myself. And some days are better than others. Listen, like I've had days during this pregnancy where I have just not felt like myself you know, really not felt like myself. I've done all the things. I go for a walk. I meditate. I, I move my body. And I, what do you feel when you say you don't feel like yourself? Like what are the emotions that you're going through? And I totally get it like that. Like if you are in a recovery for anything, even if it's not like an official recovery of something, like that's always going to be your life. And like, that doesn't mean that a hundred percent you're recovered. Like negative self-talk like comes back all the time, like feeling like you need to punish yourself with food or any, any, any exercise. Like that's for me personally, like I've had that, that's my personal struggle. So like I was very scared about getting pregnant too. So like what exactly just to share. So, you know, people who are listening may feel like, Oh, that's me too. What, what can you share that you've been feeling? I think it's the feeling of just your body growing with and I'm still doing all the things I was doing before I got pregnant. Right. I, I eat really healthy, which I love. Like I, I really enjoy like whole uh, food and I, I, my diet literally looks the same. I move my body and yet my body is growing. And so it's this feeling and I'm, I'm sure it's an, a, a control thing, um, but feeling a little bit um, just like, I have no control over what's happening right now. And, um, and feeling a little frustrated by that. And I think whenever I've talked about it on social, that's been a big feedback from other women is just that um, they also feel like that no one talks about this, this aspect of pregnancy that you are growing. And yes, of course, this is healthy for the baby and you're supposed to gain weight and you're supposed to grow, but um, it may not like feel great, you know? Yeah. And I, I hear, I so hear you about like, you always have to, you have to sometimes just hide those feelings because you should be grateful for the fact that you can be pregnant and like, we are grateful like a hundred (laughs) percent, but that doesn't mean just because you can be pregnant doesn't mean like the, the actual process, the physical biological process of pregnancy isn't extremely difficult. And like, And especially the first time it happens, that doesn't mean that we just have to accept it and go with the flow. And, you know, there's lots, it's it's difficult. It's hard. It's emotionally taxing. It's physically taxing. You can't take all the medications that you could before for certain things. It's, and you're sort of in it alone or no, you are. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I feel like so much of what, you know, we're in this world of Instagram, right. But like so much of what we see and are inundated with are these women who look so fantastic pregnant and are just like, they have these beautiful bumps and they're just living life and they're so happy. And I think, again, it's like this, you know, this constant messaging that like we're supposed to be just loving this like this moment in our lives. And and I think that's been a little bit frustrating for me too. It's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of, and what Aileen was saying before, like it's, it's a physical thing. It's a mental thing. And it's for us to, you know, try and compare us or we are comparing ourselves constantly along with, you know, just being a different person from who we are before we're pregnant. It's a people, it's really, if you're not in it, it's really hard for people to recognize how much of a change it really feels like on the inside. Yeah. I also think, and this is going to maybe sound a little, because of, because of my work, 
you know, I am in front of the camera, in front of people multiple times a week. And then I go back and I edit those videos. And so to be honest, like I've had to like edit my, like I see myself and my body changing. So it's been also just a little bit of, it's thrown me a little bit too, just to be in front of a camera, very very pregnant and maybe not super confident in how I'm feeling physically. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, definitely. Especially when it's your job and you have to show up being like pretty peppy. (laughs) And then when that, it doesn't match. And also like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Peppy. And also, um, you know, a vast majority of my community is not pregnant right now. Right. So I also want to to deliver a kick-ass workout. So in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, well, I'm nine and a half months pregnant, but like, I still have to like show up and like deliver in that way too. Um, which is just also pressure I'm putting on myself because my community is amazing and they get it. And half the time my DMS are like, girl, slow down. (laughs) You're kicking my butt and you're like nine and a half months pregnant. But, um, (laughs) But, you know, I think that's been, it's, yeah, it's, it's been emotional for me. On top of the physical and mental shift of actual pregnancy, then there's the don't know what to expect when I actually have a baby. Holy shit. <laughs> so how are you feeling about that imminent <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to, I don't hope I'm not scaring you. (laughs) I know, no, I like think about it all the time. Um, No, I, I am so terrified. (laughs) You know, I, I run my own business. I'm a small business owner. I wear a thousand hats. It's a small team. Um, I work seven days a week, 12 to 15 hour days. I, I work my butt off and I, I've seen what, I mean, I've not experienced it because I don't babysit, but my nephews, what that looks like for my sisters. And I know, and I think that's probably why I've waited so long to get pregnant, to be honest, is just, I know like it's, it's a full, full, full full-time job. And so I'm, my biggest fear is just how do I, how am I present and there for my baby and also present for my first baby, which is my business. Right. So we're terrified. (laughs) So we're Guys, terrified. it's not that we're bad. So terrified. <laughs> I, I, ha- I have a, a, an almost three-year-old at home and it's a, it's a huge change. I mean, it's out of control, but I will say that, you know, it's, it's all for the better and it's a, an adjustment in the sense of, you know, somebody comes before you. Um, but it's so nice to hear <laughs> positive conversation because that's another thing about pregnancy. I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but I just, I'm kind of sick of like the, just be prepared. You don't know what is coming to you. Like your life is going to be over. It's like a lot of negative too, when it comes to like the after, which as someone that's like already nervous about being a parent, I'm also just so sick of hearing. I'm like, can I just talk to like the women who are like loving being a parent, a working mom and like how they're juggling it? Because if I hear someone, another person tell me, like, you don't know what you're about to get into. I'm like, I get it. I don't know what I'm about to get into. But I also think, especially as somebody who's built a business from the ground up, like you're dedicated and, you know, you have a lot of love and that's all that matters. And you're going to figure it out. Like you, like anybody else does, you figure it out and you make it work and then it's fine. And it helps that you look at this child and you love them so much and they make you so happy. So yeah, it's fucking hard and it's (laughs) insane, but it's, 
you know, it, it's yeah. also like it will become the reason that you live. I love that you said it was out of control, Brittany, (laughs) (laughs) which is really the hard part. Like if I also like, you know, business owner like to control my my environment is that thing that is, is kind of, that's the daunting part is like, there's so much that is out of your control. Well, and also like, I'm, I'm really selfish. I like my sleep. I like my schedule. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. all of these things that I know are about to be really disrupted. So yeah, I agree that there is a lot of like fear mongering happening from a lot of, but again, I, you can also see it from the perspective they're trying, like moms are trying to prepare other moms or, but um, what's, and also like my husband actually felt, I saw it coming for, um, I saw that fear through him, like he said, a lot of his guy friends tell him, Oh, it's fucked up. Like there's just, you don't know what to expect. Like there's, and he was sharing with me. I was like, and I was the one consoling him. (laughs) I was like, but it's going to be so great. And I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) we need to to find you some men who love to be dads or love to be dads and need to share that also with other dad community. So, so he's, spends a lot of time on TikTok and there's a lot of good positive. There's a lot of good positive my, energy in TikTok. There is. That's good to know because my husband feels the same way. In fact, he said he wants to he wants to create a podcast like girl a girl dad podcast and like only talk about like the great things about being a dad yeah. because he also gets inundated with those like negative stories. So totally. Yeah. No, it's there are so many amazing dad accounts on TikTok that I love. I post a lot of them okay, I need to on Betch's moms. They like make, they make the funniest stories, but, um, yeah, like look, dad's lives become upside down too, but it's, it's fun. It it is. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Since you are all about fitness, that is what you're saying. That's what Sculpt Society is. That is Megan Roop. I didn't feel there was enough information for me personally. When I got pregnant, I was like, I have no idea how my life, how my exercise is supposed to change. There's so many, there's so many changing things, like whether it's the heart rate or not the heart rate or the rate of exertion, whatever. How, so how did you go about that? And how did you go about teaching people that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, there's just so much noise in pregnancy and like what women can and can't do from nutrition to working out. to just like everything. And so I think women are just like, really scared. They're like, I cannot move my body now that I'm pregnant. And so, um, I've always been pre I've not always, I've, I've been pre and postnatal certified for a long time, many years, but, um, you know, getting pregnant has, just reinforced that training and really um, made me really excited to create TSS Mama, which is the pre and postnatal program I have on the Sculpt Society app, because I felt like there was such a need for a program for women through every stage of life. Um, You know, I think there's, there is obviously there are pre and postnatal workouts out there, but I feel like a lot of them are super, super gentle and boring. And so I think if you're someone that like wants to work out, you're like, wait a second, like this is like my only option. That's like the, that's like the messaging I kept getting over and over again. So I really wanted to offer a program that you could scale up or down, right? You could make harder or, or go, go more gentle, but really took you through all trimesters, postpartum, and then the most important part, 
screen and that pelvic floor and 360 breathing work that a lot of programs don't offer, right? So really making, breaking it down for women. What is your pelvic floor? What is your diaphragm? What is your transverse abdominals? How do we actually activate all of them at once? How do we incorporate the breath to really strengthen all of it um, and lengthen? And how that's going to help you pre and postnatal. Um, so that's been really exciting for me um, to build that program out and to have that offering because I think, um, like I said before, I just feel like there's just like kind of a missing, a missing piece there for a lot of um, a lot of women. I'm glad you brought up the 360 breathing because I feel like I see and hear a lot of this. What is 360 breathing? Yeah. So a lot of us are, and to be honest that this, this work, the pelvic floor and 360 breathing is, I will say, if you are listening, you are not pregnant. Like this is, this is great for any woman at any stage of life. I wish I knew how to breathe correctly, like years ago, because I think it would have really changed my core work. And it really allows us to get deep into our transverse abdominals, which is our corset muscles that wrap around our um, abdominal wall, our deepest core. So 360 breathing is how we breathe. So most of us are breathing in our chest. And what we want is to breathe through our diaphragm. So our rib cage. So yeah, if you're listening at home, let's all touch our rib cage. And as you breathe in, I want you to breathe in, but I want you to think about not tightening anything. You're you're not like pushing your belly out, but you're just relaxing and you're breathing in. And you should feel that expansion 360 front side back of your diaphragm. As you exhale, you want to think about putting on that corset, zipping from bottom, like pubic bone all the way up. And that's your transverse abdominals. So as you're breathing, so you're inhaling, you're letting it go. As you're exhaling, you're tightening. And a lot of us are doing the reverse. Mm. So really important during pregnancy. The other layer to that is your, do we want to get into yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so interested. <laughs> um, okay. The other layer to that breath work is our pelvic floor. So your pelvic floor is like four parts, the front of your pubic bone, your tailbone, and the sides of your sit bones. So think of it like a bowl of muscles sitting and supporting your internal organs. So it's really important because during pregnancy, that gets weighed down, right? You get like, you know, as there's more pressure, it gets weighed down. And so a lot of times we aren't strengthening and lengthening because I'm assuming a lot of people who are listening are New Yorkers and a lot of us are just gripping the whole time. They're like in constant like (laughs) grip mode, which is not good. So we need to know how to lift that pelvic floor, strengthen it, but also know how to release it because during during um, labor, that's what we're going for. We're going for that length. So then postnatal, we're bringing it back in and knowing how to lift it back up and lengthen it. Because again, you'll hear a lot of postnatal women say, I can't do cardio anymore because I'm peeing my pants. Well, if you know how to strengthen that pelvic floor, um, we can, we can not get to that stage. So let's start to think about how do we incorporate 360 breathing and our pelvic floor? It's a lot to think about. So we're going to inhale, you're going to let your pelvic floor go. So just think about lengthening, think about like a crane (laughs) coming out, (laughs) you know, your pelvic floor is lengthening, you're expanding through your diaphragm as you breathe in, as you exhale, all four corners of that pelvic floor and your transverse are zipping, you're going to grab a blueberry, 
and you're going to bring your pelvic floor up, 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 almost like a Kegel, but not really because it's all four corners, transverse, inhale, let go. Not pushing. Exhale to all four corners while zipping your transverse abdominals all the way up. It's a lot to think about. It's a lot to think about. I know. (laughs) I know. Don't give up. But honestly, um, I have a whole breakdown video that like goes through it much slower. It's a lot to think about and how to incorporate the pelvic floor and your diaphragm. But once you get it, it is like, right. It's like the, it's the opposite of what you think it's supposed to be is what I've learned. Also very helpful to share that I didn't know a pelvic floor was an actual thing. (laughs) I thought it was like an imaginary thing, like floor. <laughs> no, it's a I bowl mean, of honestly, muscles. Until I went through that, tra- yeah, it's a, it's your, it's the, the muscles that are, yeah. I mean, until I went through training, I didn't really, people don't talk people about. No, it, yeah. it, it feels elusive though when people talk about it. Like, oh, you need to strengthen your pelvic floor. I'm like, cool. <laughs> yes, or they're saying you need to do Kegels, which is not really correct because the Kegel, oftentimes, we're not thinking of all four corners. We're just thinking of that front pubic bone. But if we can bring in all four corners, like a triangle that comes up, almost like a tissue paper that you're picking up and then bringing back down. Yeah, it's a lot. And if we're doing that as like an exercise, is that something that pregnant women and obviously not pregnant women should be doing daily? And how long should you do this for? Yeah, so it's when, when especially when you get into your first trimester, most, you can really do your same workout routine. You really don't need to modify yeah. it. It's when you get into your second and third trimester, um, first trimester, I'd still have you do the pelvic floor work, but second and third trimester is when we start modifying abs on back and, and we can still do plank work, but I have most of my clients do elevated plank work or modified. Um, but that this is like your core work. So when people are like, I want to still do core for, for, you know, my second and third trimester and postpartum, if you're doing this pelvic floor and 360 breathing, incorporating that transverse abdominals, you are going to feel your abs. So it is still that, that is core work. And I would have you do it. You know, I say to my clients, if you can do it every day, amazing. Um, if you can do it before a workout a couple times a week, great. Um, it can also be incorporated just in your day-to-day functional work movement, right? So like getting up from the toilet, right? You're inhaling, you're exhaling, you're picking everything up. It's like, if, if I can actually just get it ingrained into just daily functional movement for a lot of women, um, squatting down to pick up your baby, you know, thinking about your breath, your pelvic floor and your transverse, again, just getting it so ingrained that you're not even having to think about it, um, Can you repeat? Okay. So when just in the most simplest form, when you are breathing in, when you're inhaling, are you picking up the tissue or are you letting go of the tissue? You're letting go of the tissue. Inhale. Got it. Inhaling. You're going through your, your, your rib cage, letting it all go. Not pushing. If you're pregnant, not pushing your belly out. Just, just letting go. Nothing's clenching. Got it. And then when you exhale, you pick it up. I'm going to be doing this all night. It's, it's, it's well, hard to, to remember. <laughs> no, I know, but you'll do it. We'll need to get you guys a subscription <laughs> and you guys can do the break. The, I'm serious. The breakdown videos are really helpful just to, cause I'm doing it physically with yeah. you. And then you get to a point in, cause I have like seven of them. I'm going to continue to add on to them, but by video seven, I'm then having you do circuits of it. So whether you're like in a tabletop or you're sitting, but we're doing, we're doing those circuits 
a little bit faster so that you can really, really get into those deep core muscles. I was going to ask if you have um, people coming to you saying, I don't, I'm not a huge um, fitness person. I don't really work out, but I do want to stay active in my pregnancy is TSS mama for me. Like how, what do you think? Yeah. You know, I'm, my biggest thing with the sculpt society is just to take away the intimidation around um, exercise. So yes, if you want to make TSS mama super athletic and hard, there are ways to make it. If you are someone who's coming into it a little bit more new to, to working out, I really give you so much modification during those um, videos that, that you can really scale it down for yourself. If you know, you want to take it half time to the beat of what I'm moving, you can always do that. Um, but it, it is something that you, that really all levels can be a part of. If you are a workout person, you've been like lifted, you have lifted weights. What are the limitations? Like what, should you really modify and what should you not? Because something I was watching a, a Peloton work a prenatal workout and something that she said, which really rang with me is that like, just cause you're pregnant doesn't mean you're fragile all of a sudden, but there are things like you can still lift weights. You can still like be strong and get stronger, but there's just certain things that you'd have to modify for your safety and your baby's safety. So what are those things just to clear up <laughs> Yeah, the super annoying like tag I always have to say just but you do is is really just making sure because everyone's pregnancy and body is different. So making sure you're cleared by a doctor right before you yeah. work out. Um, you know, I, um, I'm someone who, who who agrees with that. You know, if, you, if you've been working out for your entire life, you're, you you feel good. You can continue with that program. It's really like this second and third trimester that you want to start, um, modifying, you know, we don't want to have you doing abs on back. None of that crunch work. You can still do plank work. Um, different trainers will tell you different things about plank work. I prefer a modified or an elevated plank, meaning like my hands will be on the seat of a chair. I just believe that during pregnancy, there's so much intra abdominal pressure that's happening in our, in our core, right? So there's our rectus abdominis, our six pack muscles are being pressed. And then there's this, um, uh, something called a linea alba, that a connective tissue that connects our six pack muscles together. And that linea alba is, is really like, like, um, putty. It gets stretched out and it's meant to come back together. But if you are constantly in a plank where there's more pressure going down into your stomach, there's just more pressure on that linea alba. We don't want to get it so thin and putty-like that post-pregnancy, it can't come back together. So if that's helpful to think about. Um, I think, again, so just, you know, I think there's just a lot of, unfortunately, there's just a lot of a fear, I think, for most women of like what they can and can't do. So I think if you are someone who has worked out, you can continue to do that. There's little things, no abs on back. Um, if we're twisting, we don't, you know, like Russian twists, like, we want to take, say we're punching our arms. We want to take our hip bones and our shoulders together, right? So we're not separating the two, um, small things like that. But you know, it's, they're not, it's, it's really important. I think that women hear this, that if you are cleared by your doctor, you're healthy, you've worked out the best thing that you can do for you and your baby is to move your body daily. Yeah, definitely. I, I, but I, I, my first trimester, I couldn't move. I was so sick, like sick that like, I was like, I can't eat anything. And I can't, I, can't. I, 
I get that a lot. Like people are like, I am in my first trimester and I am like struggling. I can't get out of bed. I'm nauseous. First trimester, as my OB says, like you are in survival mode. For me, what did that look like? That meant I was surviving off of Skittles, Starburst, and yogurt. Like literally, that was the only thing I could have. And I said to her, I'm like, I'm like starving my child. Oh, I'm adding to the sugar. And she's like, you're just in survival mode. Like this is like, this is going to pass. You're going to get through it. So if you're in your first trimester, you're listening to this, you're like, I feel awful. I'm not moving my body. You're, it's okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to, you don't have to like, right. it's not like you've failed if you can't move during your first trimester. Like that just is a really terrible time during your yeah. pregnancy and you are just trying to make it work. So that's okay. Once you get your energy back in your second and third trimester, you do your best to move daily. But if that means it's not every day, like it's twice a week, great. You know what I mean? You're just doing what you can do. Um, we're all busy and it doesn't need to be perfect. One more question about that. Are we allowed to like, cause also a big fear is like, Oh, suddenly you can't lift any heavy weights. Is, is there like, are there actual restrictions on like what you can lift and how? Again, I think it comes back to more like if that's what you were doing pre-pregnancy, if you were, you know, doing hit classes and lifting heavy weights and, and doing that weight training, I, I again, don't, as long as you're cleared by your doctor um, and you're working with a trainer, whether it's digitally or in person or in a class who is pre and postnatal certified, you're fine to do that. It's the same with dance cardio. I get this. There's this like misconception that women can't do cardio during pregnancy. Every woman is going to have a different experience. I've talked to so many women who are like jumping up and down during pregnancy feels awful. And I'm like, great, don't do it. Other women are like, it feels fine. If you're cleared by your doctor to do cardio, you can do it. It's just really listening to your body, which is so annoying because you just want clear rules. But so much of pregnancy and fitness is listening to your body and modifying when it feels off. Well, I love that. Yeah. A lot of it really is listening to your body. Like I I felt the when I finally got some energy, I started running again. And it surprisingly made me feel lighter than it did heavier because I was like, I was like, I feel like a drag when I'm not moving so much. So when I started moving more, I actually felt a little bit lighter. Yeah, I had to stop. I had stopped to walk, <laughs> but it couldn't by any means move as fast. But it's, it's, and then, but then listening to yourself, like you're saying, like, okay, I can't go as hard or I can't go as fast or I can't nearly go as long. I can't even run more than a minute. Like, but I, I like yeah. that advice. And I know for me too, like, I couldn't do, I can do dance cardio in the morning, but, but, but if you like ask me to do dance cardio in the afternoon, I'd be like, absolutely not. Like, I, <laughs> I physically feel like triple the size, like the weight yes. of my stomach just. You know what I mean? So again, like for me, it's like, okay, in the morning I can do it. But if I have missed that window, then I won't. Yeah. I have to say this conversation is so motivating. I've, I was pretty good with working out. I was actually working out with a trainer in my first trimester. And then I had stopped because I was like lifting kind of heavy weights and I got nervous and my doctor was like, maybe don't do that. Um, so then I moved on to the Peloton and, um, I stopped about a month ago because I started just like not feeling well after working out. And I feel like I've scared myself so much, but now I'm like, you know what? I just have to listen to myself and I could still do things. I'm going to work out tomorrow morning. I'm going to do this. You can. And it doesn't have to be big chunks of time too. I think people are like, if I'm not like 
doing it for an hour, it's not worth it. But like if, if it's a, you know, I'm a big believer in small chunks of movement to really like set yourself up. So maybe you just start small, like commit to just 10, like literally, I'm going to give you guys memberships. Yeah, 10 minutes <laughs> of, a, of a class, like a booty class, 10 minutes a day. And then you just start to just be consistent with that and add on. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to check out your TSS Mama Same. program so because I feel like there's really, it's hard to find all sorts of different like prenatal, postnatal safe um, workouts. Yes. And when there's also a lot of it, you know, like yeah. it's sometimes it's only like you have five classes to choose from and then like yeah. that lasts about one month. No. Um, <laughs> so I- that's great. And thank you so much. Good luck. I feel like if, if we're going to talk Any again, day. it'll be Megan plus one. So <laughs> it'll be like a, a- We'll have to do like a, do you guys ever do postpartum talk? Cause I feel like that's a whole other episode. Oh, it's like coming. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Definitely. We're so excited so, for you. Yeah. Good luck with Thanks, everything. Good luck. Thank you. And where, how can people find um, the Sculpt Society, TSS Mama? Yes. Come say hi on Instagram at Megan Roop and at the Sculpt Society. I've got a two week free trial on um, my platform, uh, you can go to the website, thesculpsociety.com um, and access that free uh, two weeks. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks Thank for sharing you. also. Thank I know that you. was, was it's not easy to share like sometimes the things that people don't like to talk about. So we really appreciate that. I'm sure that'll really resonate with a lot of no, listeners. I'm happy. Definitely. And um, that is it for this episode of Betches Moms. Thank you so much, Megan. And everyone, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and follow us on Apple, Spotify. Follow Betches Moms on Instagram. Follow all of us, the three of us. And follow Megan at Megan Roop and at the Sculpt Society. Follow me at Aileen. Follow Britt at Britt Rich. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom, right, Regina? Please stop talking. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.